You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the Avo group in Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at SchoolofBookkeeping.com. Welcome to another workshop webinar brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com. You're in your uniform. Yes, sir. You are. Good. Um. <laughs> Look at that. All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about... Uh, um, uh, it's, a pain, it's a yeah it it's a painful process <laughs> and uh so what we're going to be talking about is uh stripe and paypal <laughs> it's like the red-headed stepchildren of banks <laughs> when it comes to um handling them as as an uh, as an account why is it you're you're living this uh, this nightmare yeah. so <laughs> right now. So what is what is the deal of uh, with Stripe and, and PayPal? So I'll back up and tell you that we're huge advocates of it, of QuickBooks Payments Merchant Service because it's integrated and it's real easy to see what the fees are. And when you get used to that land, it's a happy happy world. But it doesn't work everywhere. So even at CBG and School of Bookkeeping. We have the drama of PayPal at CBG, and we have the drama of Stripe at School of Bookkeeping. So the problem with this, these ideas, and includes Square, and you can go yada, 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 and your bank, and so on. Um, they send over your deposit in Stripe after taking out their fees. Now, is that by accident? No, they don't want you to know how much you're paying for it. So if you have a customer that is using Stripe and they could actually use Intuit or QuickBooks payments instead, then switch them because it takes so much time to reconcile. PayPal has got one more monster to it. PayPal is also something you can use to pay people. So when I get something I'm supposed to pay for at CBG and they're like, oh, use PayPal, I'm all excited, but boom, that came out of the money that's sitting in there waiting for me to tr manually transfer in. So now I've made all these sales with the, with all these fees thrown in and then I paid for something. So I've got, so then I'm like, wait, let's transfer that amount in. Well, what is that amount? That's the problem. And it, and it doesn't get any easier because when you start to Google, okay, well, how do I connect my Stripe with QuickBooks? My Lord, you're, you're inundated with someone or something wanting to help you with this process, right? Because, and, and let's, let's just kind of take a step back and, and talk about what Stripe and PayPal actually are. Right. right? So they're, they're, they're payment processors, right? They, they process payments um, in a variety of ways. And, and Stripe is probably... You know, would you say, Carrie, that they're probably the the most common uh, right. payment processor for you know websites, you know, selling things online? Um, you know, they're from. Now, does Shopify use Stripe, or does Shopify no. have its own? Shopify has its own. Okay, so there's, 
many, many. And maybe it's Stripe underneath. Feeling. I don't know. I mean, there was a there was a time at at QuickBooks um, where they had a partnership with Stripe. And, uh, you know, when you set up a, a QuickBooks merchant service, you actually were getting a Stripe account. And um, that didn't Never go now. well. Don't get confused. <laughs> yeah, <Almost>. don't, <laughs> they don't do that. Um, and we need to add, so, and I, I know many people are familiar with Venmo. Mm-hmm. So it's the same idea. Money goes in, money goes out. It's it, If you take your mind and, and treat it as a payment method or another bank account, because I think the important thing is before we get to how to figure it out, you're saying, what is it? But why would you even use it? You need to understand the mechanics of the transactions so that you can yeah. figure out where the. Yeah. And, and we, we kind of had to, we were forced into using Stripe, yeah. <laughs> you know, because we, we, as we, as we've, um, you know, mentioned before, we, uh, we, we transition to a, you know, another platform, their only form of processing is through a partnership with Stripe. So we had to, you know, use, use our, use the Stripe account, right? We would have loved to, to use, you know, a QuickBooks payments because it's way uh, better and cheaper and, and to your, to your point, right. It's, um, it, it's allowing um, the bookkeeping and the billing to be done at the same time. Right. And, um, and uh, Francisco mentioned in the chat, yes, the fees are outrageous, <laughs> you know, when you, when you look at that and, they you know, don't some want people you to look at it, they, they don't, they don't want, want you to, they don't want you to see it. Right. But well, ultimately what happens is a payment is processed, whether through Stripe or, or, or PayPal, PayPal or Venmo or, or Shopify or doesn't matter. bank. Uh, and then you know, in, 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 in a perfect world, you have multiple payments happening in a day, right? Oh, so batching. <laughs> right. Into it does so, a pretty bad job, not this. And then there's, and then there's going to be a funding delay, right? Uh, PayPal is a little bit of a, a, a different animal in that they have a PayPal balance, right? And then that you can utilize to send money elsewhere. Like you can, you know, and you can pay for things out of your PayPal balance or say, Hey, I want, I want that to go into my actual bank account, please. Um, and then there's going to be uh, some time delay between the time that that happens and the time that you, that you take out the funds uh, or withdraw the funds. Uh, but before it gets from the sale to the funds, you know, in, in PayPal or even in, in Stripe, uh, they're, they don't do this out of the kindness of their heart. No, they take a fee out. <laughs> they take some fees out, right? Not uh, just so one, but like multiple. two. Yeah, like Stripe, um, you know, because, you know, credit card fraud is, is you know, pretty rampant, you know. Um, you know, they charge a, a, a fraud fee, <laughs> which some might say that's the fraud, <laughs> but... They, they charge a fee to make sure that the card is not fraudulent, right? Uh, so there's a small, you know, pennies, you know, type of thing. But of course, that, that adds up. But you have the, the reassurance that, that uh, you won't have chargebacks because guess what? If you have a chargeback, that's more fees, right? <laughs> um, so um, all of these things are centered around, you know, fees, um, did I say fraud or frog? Yeah, there's a <laughs> frog fee. Um, no. Um, so 
the 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 reconciliation of what I sold to what actually came into the bank account is what drives accountants and bookkeepers bonkers. <laughs> and the customer doesn't understand because they don't know what they don't know. Oh, unless you're watching as a customer and you're the one who is in charge of this, it's not easy. We've done this for so many years. We're, you know, we don't talk about how many, it's a lot that <laughs> we've figured out workarounds and it's still not yeah. easy. So make sure you're charging or that you, or if you're working for somebody that they know how much time it's taking, it's awful. And the, and the challenge is, is that, okay, an example, right? I sell something for a hundred dollars and what ultimately comes into my bank account is the hundred dollars minus the fees, right? That's a, that's a simple example, right? So what actually comes into the bank account or, you know, coming in through the bank feeds is 97.50, right? Where are you doing the accounting, right? I mean, are you counting the sale or are you just doing things from the bank accounts perspective? If you're just doing it from the bank accounts perspective, all you see is a deposit for 97.50. What do you do with that, right? Like that's that's part of the the, the practices of, of working in with, with a client that, you know, sometimes you need to peel back the layers of the onion and see what they're for, what they're doing and, and understanding, Oh, there is, there's more than what we're, what we're dealing with. I, I had a, a coffee client. He, he had square, he had Shopify, he had PayPal, he had, <laughs> um, he had other things. <laughs> and all he was doing was bringing them in from the bank feed and saying so Shopify sales, uh, you know, so there was no breakdown, right? As far as what was actually sold, he was just categorizing them as as income from the bank feed based on the net deposit. Um, and then he also was selling to Whole Foods, right? So Whole Foods, he would charge him credit cards and those would actually be in his QuickBooks as sales. And then he wants to then reconcile the deposit from, from Square or whatever his cre credit card processor was with those lump sum deposits. So then it gets, it, it was, it was a nightmare, you know, to try to peel that layer back because when he, he came to me, he's like, I've got $442,000 extra on my income statement. That's not in my bank account. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> part of the feed problems. If you're expecting a hundred and your feed comes in at 97.50, you may actually enter that sale in twice. And this is a this is a common um, workflow uh, breakdown. I, I saw on Facebook uh, the other day where somebody was ranting about undeposited funds, and we have a nice workshop about uh, undeposited funds and and how it it can be can be tricky. But often that's where you uh, <clears throat> where you where the the sale and the deposit meet, and you can actually then make make that net deposit reconcile to the bank account. <coughs> oh, you're getting all choked up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's several ways to slice this. And one of them can be just be extremely sloppy and whatever Shopify says, that's your sales and call it a day. How do you know if you got paid for all of your sales? Are you sending out, you know, that's the, the downfall of that is 
there can be fraud. People could be, you could be shipping off inventory that someone actually didn't pay for. The card could be returned. There's a number of things that just, just taking cash basis accounting and running with it, you, you could be ripped off and have no idea. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're only recognizing things based on, on the bank account, that's taking a lot of faith and in, in, in trust that the, the credit card processor is process the card and is depositing the, the funds and having no idea what the, what those fees actually broke down to. So, and I, um, and I would imagine too, if you get audited um, and you're doing that with PayPal and you got expenses going through, how are you going to substantiate? Let's say I pay casual labor. You know, you've got a lot of moving pieces that you're not accounting for. So we don't recommend doing it that way. We recommend the time consuming hard way so you can manage your books. Um, and then next week, what we'll actually we'll have, have uh, Bookkeep uh, joining us uh, because they have um, a solution uh, to help bookkeepers, um, you know, manage and reconcile these uh, sales to, uh, to to deposits, uh, so that you're not necessarily needing to you know itemize and make sure that all of those those sales uh, did come over. Um, but the, the important thing to, to distinguish with Stripe and PayPal is that they are just payment processors, right? So, um, and that's really what we're, what we're kind of focused on with, with regards to hand, handling that inside of QuickBooks is that, you know, the reconciling the difference between what was actually processed and what was actually deposited, um, right. which, you know, in its simplest forms, they, they, uh, you can just find out what the fees are and make that, make that discrepancy uh, adjustment. What is, uh, what has been your best practice um, with regards to? Let, let's just take PayPal because that's, that's the the hell you're living. <laughs> I'm living it as we speak. So, um, my best practice is to enter the sale in as you expect it, and then to. Um, and then to create a bank account in my chart of accounts called PayPal. And then I match up, I pull those statements by month and I match it up like I'm treating a bank account. And then when the money gets, when I decide because PayPal just sits there until you move the money, then that money is just simply a transfer. Um, you know, year end, I like to be real clean with it and have it be a zero balance, but that doesn't always happen. It's going to land on the balance sheet. But it by doing that, and I was reconciling the past year, I noticed that, guess what? The fees went up. I mean, it, and, you know, it, I don't remember a notice about that. What would I have done? I can't really say, oh, because I use that as a payment method. So, you know, you, it, just the data, the information is super important because this means that if these, if these prices keep creeping up, then we need to reevaluate what we're charging for. Our, you know, I can make it up in my sales. So, you know, increase my billable rate or something like that, or add more margin on a product is, you know, one way to recoup that. There's also some people who like to do a, you're going to pay me outside of a check, then I'm going to charge you to process it. But my opinion is if I don't have to go to the bank, you know, that saves me time too. So it's just the data is super important. Peel it back, go back to the details, go old school. You know, one step from paper and pen is, you know, at least having it in the software and reconciling it like a checkbook. Check it off and reconcile it to the beginning and ending balance. And then you know your books are good. 
And then, it, you know, like you're then, talking about And then tool. as far as what actually comes into the bank account, you're just taking the funds out of that other bank account, whether Stripe yep. or PayPal, and putting that as a transfer or however you're, you know, however you want to, you know, transfer. categorize that type of transaction mm-hmm. uh, from, from one to the other. Yes. Right? The, the other um, caveat with PayPal is that when you pay for things, um, when you pay for things from, from your PayPal and you've linked your bank account, there's this immediate suckage of funds <laughs> that comes out of your, that, that comes out of your bank account uh, to, to pay that. So if you're not using your PayPal balance to pay these things and you're, and you've tied it to the, the business bank account, then as soon as you pay for something with PayPal, then it immediately pulls the, those funds and withdraws those funds from, from your bank account. Um, and all of this looks super clear on the statement, right? <laughs> no, because it goes in, it goes out. So basically it's coming out of PayPal. So there's your $300 you paid someone or say it's you know, more and you have to 1099 them. And then it, it comes... Then it comes out of your bank. So thankfully, I have located in PayPal the statements and I print those out and it's it's good enough for what I'm trying to do. It's still painful. Um, and, then I rec- and then I'm actually reconciling it just like everything else. I reconcile it to the penny, save all my reports and I'm good to go. Um, Kimberly asked a question, Dan, because so side note, we did our own strike together over a Zoom call. We made faces. We were, had a headache. It was on a Friday. Our spouses are like, are you going to, can you finish up? So we were doing it ourselves. So Dan, you were like, we were in there. Is there a statement like there is like, we did it so we could turn it in and get the taxes done, but. Yeah. It's not necessarily a statement per se, where you, where you get a, a PDF or a bank statement, you can create reports uh, out of out of Stripe, um, you can see the the breakdown of you know all of the payments versus all of the fees. Um, the goal and and some one of the things that we're we're trying to work work on as far as you know in school of bookkeeping creating a, a best practices course with regards to you know Stripe or PayPal is you know working directly in those uh, payment processors getting the getting the, the output uh, so that now that you've moved it over, moved the Stripe or the PayPal as its own separate bank account, how do you know, how do you reconcile uh, those, that everything that's, that came in uh, is posted, right? So the, uh, the, the, and that's part of the challenge is that you, you kind of need to do a mini reconciliation of, of the account itself uh, in Stripe's case, it will be a reconciliation back to zero because yes. you know all of your payments coming in, minus all of your fees that went out, minus all of the uh, transfers or deposits into the bank account or the payouts, as, as Stripe yeah. would call them. That would that would you periodically. See. That's the cycle of of getting it back to zero. But um, of course, that never happens, right? Because you've got. You're- Year end, you have a sale that pops in. A lot of people say year end sale. Oh, school bookkeeper did that too. <laughs> so we have all these payments that were lingering. So on our balance sheet, we have, you know, due from Stripe or an outstanding deposit. Yeah. But we had to take that thing all the way to zero 
and can take it down to pay. I mean, we didn't print it out. We just tag teamed it, but it's, a, it's painful, but different from PayPal because that money does land in our bank account automatically. So there's all those transactions you have to make sure are flowing. Yeah. With, with Stripe, it's a little bit more cut and dry and it should, it should reconcile to zero because you've got, you know, there's nothing in between the, the, the funds coming in. in, in theory. There's nothing in between the funds coming in and the and and the funds being deposited, except for the fees and potentially a, a refund or you know something like that, chargeback, you know those types of things that would be other funds coming out uh, before they actually make a, uh, a a deposit. But if you don't have access to the account, you know the client doesn't actually you know grant you access to their Stripe account uh, as an accountant. Um, you know, you, you're, you're at the mercy of what what comes in. So um, what we'll uh, what we'll be talking about with Bookkeep next week is, you know, how you can actually how Bookkeep can actually serve as that platform that makes sure that all the transactions that came in uh, minus all the fees uh, post to QuickBooks uh, appropriately. But it only works with QuickBooks online. So. <laughs> If you if you want to use that with desktop, sorry, you're out of luck. <laughs> oh well. So we've got a uh, a comment, or you see that under Q and A. She did a demo with uh, uh, oh with Q and A. I'm sorry. She said she did a demo with um, uh, with bookkeeping. It was pretty neat. So we'll okay. have them on to to talk about. Uh, let's see here. Let me just uh, uh, read this. We run into many of those problems. What I decided to do with PayPal fees is transfer the total amount to the customer the customer owes, which is easy for my bookkeeper to post to AR, and then review the PayPal account each month and transfer money into the account to cover the fees. Usually an estimate of about $100, we classify the money sent into the account as PayPal fees, it's, it is close enough for me to do the internal booking I mean, just as necessary. Stripe is unfortunately not so user-friendly. <laughs> that is uh, that is actually a pretty good uh, best practice, you know, because, but, you know, unfortunately, but, if you have uh, a spike in your, in your sales and your fees, then, you know, we could potentially be running into uh, some of those things. What were you going to The, the but about PayPal different from Stripe is that PayPal can be used as a payment method for you to buy goods or pay a vendor and so, so on. So um, it, it, that sounds real good until, you know, the yeah. accounts payable people are running around using it or an owner accidentally paying for a, a fishing trip and they, oh yeah, PayPal and it grabs the wrong account. So um, reconciling it to the statement because PayPal does offer that is what I recommend because I found a whole bunch of things that I had no idea um, were affecting it. I was like, it's yeah. just getting paid. <laughs> and, and, and part of the part of some of the challenges of, you know, connect using using an app uh, to connect. Uh, so Intuit has created two um, two apps. Um, I'm sorry, one for PayPal. So the quick the connect to PayPal uh, is an app that Intuit created uh, to to help get the get the PayPal transactions into into QuickBooks. Um, Unfortunately, the, the challenge that it that that app does is it wants to it wants to record the sale, right? So if you are um, already recording the sale inside of QuickBooks, uh, 
Uh, and then here comes the connect with PayPal app uh, to want to do that as well. Um, now you've, you know, you've, you've robbed Peter to pay Paul, right? You've, <laughs> you've, you've taken, you know, you've, you're able to reconcile your fees a lot better, uh, but now you've double stated your income <laughs> because you've got your, your sale already in it. Uh, and then uh, PayPal, you know, comes in and, and wants to put another sale uh, on the books, um, which doesn't have any detail, right, about what it is that you sold. So that's, that's the, the challenge, right? Uh, so what I suggest uh, typically to do is with pay, especially with PayPal, is don't connect it as the app, connect it just as a bank, right? So, you, so the, the, down, the, fees, uh, the feed comes in as individual transactions, uh, you know, and, and it doesn't have any indication as to what, what was sold, right? If, if you're doing that, right? If you're, if you're recording your sales, uh, in, in PayPal, you know, that were paid by PayPal individually. Um, let that be your source of truth with regards to the, the revenue side of things. And then just let PayPal, again, match to, to that transaction as opposed to trying to, um, you know, trying to indicate what it is that, that was actually sold. Do you agree? Confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got this so when, so when you when you're working on these accounts setting them up do a monthly <laughs> have a lot of coffee and just try to go back to you know old school but on paper what would this look like on paper because it's you know it is it's challenging uh, but once you get a system flowing or you get a tool or an app or something it can help but you know it's still it's still not perfect so my recommendation is when you can use into a payments do it because you don't have this trauma with um, set as long as that's set up right, it's a whole. So, lot. so what's the what's the advantage um, of that? I mean, you kind of mentioned that. Um, what what has been your experience with using using QuickBooks payments over these other payment processes? So well, the, well, as pro advisors too, we get us an extra discount. Then you know, into it's a great marketing tool, and and you're in the software, and they're trying to sell it to you. We can actually get it discounted from that. That's just a side note. But what I like is when you're running, you know, you're, you're having people pay for invoices and you go to do your, this is within the desktop, say you hit bank, make deposit, it groups them all together. So you don't have to, with a bank, you might receive, receive, receive these payments. And then you have to select, oh, it was these three and not these two. So the batching is non-existent problem when you move over to, to that. It lets you send invoices so people can pay from anywhere, um, which is nice. And they can decide how they're going to pay. And, you know, to me, get, get it paid. Don't overthink whether it's ACH or credit card, just get it paid. And then the third thing is a lot of people forget we have go payment. And if you don't sign up for go payment all by itself, you get it when you get payments. So you can be out in the field and receive um, a payment. And some of the softwares are now allowing you to connect it to an invoice. Point of sale ties it all the way back to uh, inventory. So a lot of unknown tools, because even though Intuit's a great marketing machine, they forget some of these good things we have. And even our pro advisors don't know. So um, it, it's, so it, does, it does a lot that, you know, a traditional payment processor does do what what doesn't it do what doesn't it do yeah 
Well, not it does websites, but not all. It doesn't do Shopify, and everyone's coming at us with Shopify. Well, it does. Um, it, it you can link your your payment, uh, your QuickBooks payment, but at a premium, right? Because that's you, you have to pay they're, a they're Shopify a Shopify Shop- tax <laughs> when you're using their non-preferred payment processor method. So it's right. it's a hard sell to do that, but you know, then it, if you're not having to. Uh, you know, think about it. If it's co- if it's costing your customer or you an extra hour of mm-hmm. seventy five a month, I mean, I don't know what the premium is. You might you might want to do that to make it more automated in your system because it's just too easy to mess up uh, doing it manually. Yeah. So there's and there's tons of different apps that are out there that you know will 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 allow you to connect these uh, these accounts uh, to your QuickBooks. Um, but again, you know, if, if the only thing is, you know, combining, you know, reconciling the payments to what's actually been deposited, keep that separate from recording the, recording the sales. Um, because a lot of these apps will just say, hey, we'll connect your, you know, your app to it. Um, but then it will be, you know, trying to. Double your income. Yeah, well, yeah, it, the potential is is it could it could duplicate the the revenue producing activities that your that your your workflow you know, business workflows are already you know taking care of. Um, so there's certainly a place for for Stripe. Um, you know, sometimes it is uh, a necessary evil. Um, you know, like as we've <laughs> as we've already determined and discussed. Um, and um, you know, and they integrate a lot to with a lot of things that you know QuickBooks payments or other payment processors uh, won't. So, um, and oftentimes it is it, it is a it's kind of like a gateway to the gateway, right? <laughs> right. I mean, people start with PayPal, right? I mean, they they, they use it personally, right? Mm-hmm. It's an easy way to transfer funds to you know, to someone, and then they start using it for business purposes, and then they try oh. to. You know, there's that I mean, there's that honeymoon period, Venmo, right? Where you're Venmo. like you're 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 paying, uh, you're using PayPal, but paying for products and services uh, for for someone, and then oh, I I I avoid the fees by <laughs> by doing that. Well, that's not that's, that's between not you and Uncle Sam. We are not giving tax advice. No, um, but. But, but that's people what, intermingle that's, and commingle their personal and their business when they yeah. first get started. So it causes even more of a web of cleanup. Right. Well, I mean, but you consider that's where things, you know, maybe started for that person with, with, with using PayPal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, you know, I'm like, oh, I can just, I can just put this up PayPal on my website. Right. <laughs> right? It's, oh, it's, it, it's super simple. Right. It's like, it's like Amazon. Amazon's made it super simple for, you know, people to, buy and buy things online but if you're actually trying to sell stuff on amazon it's it's oh it's expensive <laughs> it's expensive so and yeah we won't even talk about the uh you know the the every the bi-weekly you know marketplace dump of <laughs> uh, and then did you know i saw this on something did you know the amazon prime amounts going up uh-oh <laughs> Yeah, now, now, their profits have gone up, but now that's gone up. I'm like, well, that's nice because we're all addicted. It's, it's, you know, 
Christmas comes every day over here at my house. So I don't know. You're at, <laughs> well, you're they've, at RP. I don't know how that they've works. convinced the world that it's okay to pay for free shipping. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're paying for free shipping. And I've fallen for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then your kids want to get in your account because you have Prime. Yeah. <laughs> and who ends up paying for those things they order on your account? <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're digressing. I've gone, I've gone sideways. <laughs> I need to. Maybe that will be another kids. another uh, workshop Wednesday uh, topic of you know selling on Amazon. But uh, but yeah. next week we'll we'll be joined by Bookkeep and they'll be talking a little bit about you know how they how they have a solution uh, to 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 sort you know, as a platform for for bookkeepers using Stripe and PayPal. Um, and uh, look forward to having them on as well as you all joining us uh, next week on another workshop Wednesday. So have a great week. Yes. Have a great week.